This is Dyson Shubi X, the podcast, episode 150 for the week of November 9th, 2008. Welcome to Daizenshu EX, the podcast, an extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site, Daizenshu EX. That's correct, we cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening, and a little bit of entertaining. Thank you, hello and welcome to 150, or as the cool kids say, 150. Are we cool kids? I don't know, really? I think we're, we're cool adults. The super hip old people now. Oh, it wasn't the word kids I was calling into question. <laughs> <laughs> it was the cool part. Right. Aw. Hey. Anyway. Hi, y'all. Everyone's here. It's like the core gang, and it's yeah. 150. This it, is exciting. Takes some getting used to. Long time no talk, everyone, kind of. Well, I haven't talked yes. to you in ages. Yeah, I haven't talked to you, Mary, <laughs> in like eons. I haven't seen you in weeks. You doing all right? Yeah, I'm all right. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Julian. Yes. What's up, man? I haven't talked. Well, I actually talked to you earlier today, mine time. But uh, yes. let's pretend that didn't happen. How you doing? Oh, you know, I'm fine. And you know, after the marriage, I just decided to go on my own honeymoon. And wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> no, actually, I've been working here in Japan, doing the same usual thing. But I've been, you know, traveling around, and I went to Ikaruga the other weekend, which is the site of Horyuji, which contains two of the oldest wooden structures in the world. That's cool. We saw old shit, but if you saw old shit too, that's awesome. Yeah, I think so. I mean, Osaka has the advantage of being in a very old, historically, area, compared to, say, Tokyo, which was basically tiny fishing villages 1,500 years ago. Right. Uh, But, you know, I try to do what I can. Other than that, it has been pretty quiet, but I'm enjoying, as usual, the adventures at school. Been working on things for the students and for the teachers. Yesterday, I basically made a printout for the teachers explaining relative pronouns because they asked me, you know, well, how do you use that versus which, and how do you know when one is more appropriate than the other, and I had to kind of um, explain to them. You know, it's based on three basic things. First... You have whether the clause is restrictive or non-restrictive. That is, whether it defines or simply describes. <laughs> I don't think you need to go through the whole explanation. Oh, okay. Oh, fine. <laughs> That's awesome, uh, anyway. though. I love that you had to explain it to them. Um, yes. Well, anyway. What's exciting to me is that you actually do have the knowledge to explain it to them. Yes. And Wikipedia is good for filling in the gaps. <laughs> I love how you're teaching Japanese public based on the Wikipedia. Anyway. Oh. Uh, All right, you know what? I'm moving away from you. Oh. Because I haven't talked to Mary in forever. So you say. You've been watching the Animes. Yeah, because I haven't watched any in weeks. How's the Animes going? It's all right. It's Isn't little... it funny that I'm saying the word wrong? No. It makes it cute. Aww. Yeah, it's cute when you're like 15. <laughs> What's up, Mary? I just got really, 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 really congested. Oh, I'm sorry. And it's funny because when we were on our honeymoon, I was like, yeah, I can breathe through my nose. This is great. I bet when I'm going to go home, I'm going to get all congested again. And I am. So, so I'm wondering if I'm allergic kitties. to something here. No, it's I, the kitties. it can't be. You did it. Uh, yeah. It's just Europe. You know, they cut all the forests down except for the black forests in the middle of Germany. So, you know, you didn't have anything to get allergic to. Wow, that's it. There were no trees. <laughs> there were some palm trees. There are some crazy pine trees in the shapes of umbrellas. Nice. They were very cool. We'll talk about all that stuff. We got Julian from Daizen EX. We got Mary from Temple of Trunks. That leaves me. My name is Mike. Vegito EX. Daizen EX. All that kind of stuffage. 
We're here. We're back. We haven't done a podcast episode in nearly a month now. Uh, you may have noticed that we've been gone. If you, you know, subscribe and listen to the show, Julian, you've just been kind of chilling and working, right? Yeah, but it's been a lot of fun at school. I mean, aside from the grammatical stuff, I've been getting to know the students at my school since, as you recall, I changed schools at the beginning of October. Right. I remember that. And the other day, I discovered basically the um, anime nerd segment of my school, uh, of ah, my students. Ah, nice. They're the kind of sort of closet otaku, I think. In fact, we were doing a lesson on the future tense, and one of them calls me over and goes, I, I can't actually put down my plans for next Sunday because if I write, go to animate and buy character goods, they're going to laugh at me. <laughs> Make something up. It's not that hard. I love how he had, was it a he or a she? She, actually. She. I love how she had to confess the truth to you. <laughs> it was like just, she was going to burst if she didn't tell someone. Like, I got to tell someone I'm going to anime. I, well, I guess maybe since I'm an American, she figured I wouldn't know or know care or something. I guess. Well, that's <laughs> fun. Mary, yeah. you and I, uh, we did this little wedding thing. And yeah, we got hitched. Woohoo! Then headed off to Europe for like nine days and then came back and kind of chilled for a while we longer. We were on the cruise. We we are or were we on were the cruise. We were on the cruise. We were. We were. <laughs> oh, what piece. It was wonderful. But we're back now. We're here to do yes. a regular podcast. It's episode 150. It's going to be a special show, mostly because we have a ton of stuff to catch up on. And if we do, there's probably a bunch of listeners that do. So we're going to do some stuff here at the beginning. And then basically, we're going to catch up on news for the entire episode. We have a shit ton. I don't know how long it's going to take. I don't really care. We're just here to relax, have fun, <laughs> see what's been going on, tell some stories, relate things all over the place, and maybe some emails at the end. Good times. So before we get into the news, Mary, we will tell some stories, but we will relate them to Dragon Ball. We'll do our absolute best. Oh, this I'd like to see. Okay. Uh, it's going to be really, really tough. Mary, anime or even Dragon Ball related things, um, on the bus on the way to the ship, we passed by a store in Barcelona called Nekomaru, yes. which seemed to be an anime store. Uh-huh, that was the extent of our findings. <laughs> but we were on a moving bus, and we couldn't go there. I got, like, the Maru part of the sign. <laughs> we took a picture. It. It was closed, though. That's a shame. Because it was Sunday. Everything oh. everything in Barcelona is closed on Sunday. What the hell? It was weird. It stinks. And then the only other Dragon Ball thing, I think, that happened the entire con. Con? Oh, God, I'm so depressed. Oh, the entire honeymoon was we were in, I think it was, I'm just going to move on. Pretend I didn't make that mistake. Moving on, uh, the last day in Barcelona when we came back off the ship, we were flipping around on the local news, and there was just this spotlight about things that are going on or were going on. And this is why I said that, because they were showing a convention oh, that okay. was going on or had happened. I don't know which one it was. It was a national anime convention over there in Europe. They were showing cosplayers and stuff, and there was this Kame Sendin who was walking around with the turtle shell on his back and the bald hair, bald hair, bald head <laughs> and everything. Yeah, so. I mean, it looked exactly the same as a North American anime con. Yeah, definitely. Interesting. I couldn't tell the difference at all other than they were speaking Spanish on this program. Right. So, hey, that was that. That was something cool. Uh, I was kind of hoping we would randomly stumble across some things maybe in Italy. But right, because we- my sister did. She went on the same cruise that we went on mm-hmm. a couple months ago, and she said that when she was over in Italy, she saw a bunch of Dragon Ball stuff. I guess we just weren't in the right places. Yeah. Too touristy kind of spots that we were in to find that kind of mm. stuff, but... 
hey, that was it. That was something. And then we sat, and, well, actually, you fell asleep, but I watched about four hours worth of uh, Family Guy, Simpsons, Futurama. Hey, I think I only fell asleep for two hours. In German and Spanish, and it was wonderful. I think that is um, anime-related things from the honeymoon. <laughs> there was one Dragon Ball thing from the wedding, and I don't really care if you're comfortable saying it or not, but I'm going to put it out there. No, no, I'm fine with it. It was the one thing that we were going to do relating to Dragon Ball, and that is, um, I mean, if you don't know how a wedding works, there's the ceremony where you actually get married, and then there's a cocktail hour where everyone mingles, and sometimes the bride and the groom go in there, sometimes they do pictures like we did, and then after that is the reception, which is kind of like the big party afterwards, and there's these big entrances that everyone does like the the parents of the groom go in the parents of the bride go in and there's an entrance song that they come into just like a couple seconds and of course we decided long in advance that you and i were going to walk into as if there was any doubt <laughs> there, there was a brief second before they actually opened the doors when the song had begun i did hear <laughs> from the back seats of friends like a quiet little eruption of laughter and cheering when that started, like before the rest of the cheering started, which means they got it, which is awesome and hilarious, and I love well, it. Well, I would expect them to be the only ones, probably other than my parents, to be right. you know, the people that would get it. But it was wonderful, and that's one of the little things that we interjected into you know, our special day there. Yeah, we had other nerd things, hopefully subtle, yes. but that was the only specific Dragon Ball one. Yeah, that's it. No figurines on the cake, I'm afraid. No nothing like that just a couple other brief wedding things i wanted to mention because we actually received some presents from some listeners i just wanted to mention them real quick timo sent us some dvds over from germany not dragon ball related but old school and awesome and i'm actually dying to watch them because now i have a whole bunch of voltron in one convenient place to watch in german and in english that's exciting and also jaime sent a couple keychains which i have put on the microphone here with my other keychains we have a trunks and a vegeta added to the mix here so thank you very much they're on actually you can't see them Mary. no i actually haven't seen them all i can see is that there's a lot of stuff yeah, on your microphone now. there's five keychains hanging from the microphone now it's pretty badass i'll try to stick a picture of it i promised that a long time ago and never did but there you go that is wedding and honeymoon stuff we won't bore you with any other details unless you want to know but i i think you can go see some blog entries i'm going to put some things up on vegetoex.com pictures maybe yeah you can see a couple things over there one last thing before we get into the news, and this is something special for subscribers to the podcast, and maybe if you check out the form as well. I didn't put it up on the homepage, but these guys put it up on the form, and then I threw it into the feed, kind of like a little bonus while we were gone. Desiree Campbell, Hujio, and Herms from Konzentai, the latter two there, did a secret wedding podcast the weekend of our actual wedding, where they talked about you know how they found Dizenshui X, what it's meant to them, and they got all these emails and contributions, and I already thanked everyone over on the forum but i don't I think i say, thanked anyone you know you didn't you said I, nothing i actually started to i was gonna make a thank you post but at that point i hadn't listened to it yet i saved the listening for the flight over to barcelona right and i totally forgot to say thank you so now i'm saying thank you now that i've actually listened to it absolute huge thank you i, I was absolutely astounded at the amount of material that i was cried in. i did i listened to it actually before we went on the honeymoon we were back home for a couple days and i was listening to it at work because we were dumb and went back to work for like three days between the wedding and the honeymoon and i was at my desk like 9 a.m going oh everyone 
everyone's so nice. We have the best community in all of anime. Oh, <laughs> oh Mike Pauling. Yes. So, major, major thank you. And if you guys aren't actually subscribed to the podcast, this is what makes a podcast a podcast. You subscribe and you automatically get the new episodes immediately as soon as they go Even online. Even if there's bonus material like this. Yes. So, go subscribe. You can use iTunes. You can use whatever Zune software you use. Whatever the hell you want to do. Go do that shit. That's it. So, without any further ado, it's 150. We got a crap ton of news. Let's do that shit. You know, speaking of number milestones, there's an interesting thing that sort of involves Dragon Ball this week. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, technically next week, but some people already have it. This coming Monday marks the official release of One Piece Chapter 521, oh. which puts it. As officially having more chapters than Dragon Ball, which was 519 plus the Trunk Special. Right. That is pretty crazy. That's monumental. Yes, it is. So one piece to many more where that came from, I guess. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you for that. We'll transition into the actual Dragon Ball itself news now. So we're going to start it off with just some little fun news. We came back to new abridged material. The guys over there. And you know what's pathetic? Was that that? like, I think during the honeymoon, I was like, I wonder if there's going to be a new abridged (laughs) when we get back. Sure enough, we came back to a special Halloween video and also episode six of DBZ Abridged. We had Scott and Lanny back on. I don't remember the episode off the top of my head, but you can go back and check that out. Um, when they put up episode one, we had them on talking about it. We continue to love what they're doing, so go check it out. It is just a perfect mix of every type of fandom humor within Dragon Ball. Just go watch it and you'll love it. That is all. Moving on. The Navarre <laughs> Quarterly Report. This is kind of funny. I meant to uh, listen to the webcast today at work. It was there, you know, quarter one, I think, 2009, fiscal, whatever the hell it was. I wanted to listen to the webcast at work today, and I got as far as opening up the extra window to launch the audio itself, and that specific window was blocked. So I couldn't listen to the audio portion of it. But we got the the text here anyways, um, you know, the actual press release and SEC filings and stuff. Mary, I just want you to read one little snippet here. There's not a whole lot of interesting material this time around, but there's one little bit here uh, regarding the publishing segment of Navarre, which includes Funimation. Right. Okay, here we go. Net sales for the publishing segment were $27.4 million before intercompany eliminations for the first quarter fiscal 2009 compared to $29.6 million before intercompany eliminations for the first quarter fiscal 2008. The 7.4 decrease in net sales over the prior year quarter was primarily due to a lack of new releases in the software category and stronger anime releases in the prior year. The company believes sales results in the future will be dependent upon its ability to continue to add new appealing content and upon the strength of the retail environment. Basically, um, the economy isn't so great right no now. No one has the and time have- and money to be buying frivolous anime crap and we had better releases last year sorry so (laughs) we know this is a huge trend with everything and that is the first release of a dvd sells very well and all subsequent releases sell less and less well so dbz season one did amazingly well in the box set and they continue to do well but probably not as well as when they put out season one not that season one was last year i think it was actually the year prior to that i can't keep track of it anymore but and they're not doing as well as they were but they seem to be attacking it pretty well they got the gt 
season sets coming out now, and they're doing the double features with the movie. So I think at least Funimation is trying to attack it as best they can. But there are two other companies involved in that publishing segment of Navarre, who is the owner of Funimation. They bought them a few years back. So again, nothing terribly interesting in there, but a little something. That's pretty much all that was in there. So I'm going to turn it over to you, Julian. Tell me what else is going on with Funimation. Yes, so Funimation has been going after some bootlegger types. In fact, um, apparently this is a rather widespread uh, problem, but the most well-known is Discount Anime DVD, which happens to be a part of a larger collection of related businesses and individuals. There's more information over an Anime News Network, but uh, Funimation gave the following statement to them. And I quote, We can confirm that we have discovered the unauthorized sale of counterfeit DVDs of Funimation titles through DiscountAnimeDVD.com. As a result of this discovery, we did file a complaint in Federal District Court against N-Trading Incorporated, the owners and operators of the site. We feel that exercising our rights in this manner is sometimes the best way to protect the creative contributions of everyone involved in such collaborative endeavors. I don't get why they throw this sometimes I was just it's about like, to say that. No, it is the best. Sometimes of- maybe we should take care of bootleggers. No, well, I, mean, I don't know. They, maybe they, they know should. that companies being litigious is not all that popular among fans, so, in spite of the, you know, the legal whoa, 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 obvious there's, situation, there's big, they're justifying it. There's a big, big difference here, and that's that they're going after, like, an organized business whose sole purpose is to sell bootlegs, as opposed to random online fan subbers or digi-subbers. Well, you and I know that, but there are fans who have the sort of knee-jerk reaction, oh, Funimation's just being a big company and throwing their weight around again. And they're just saying, well, look, they're an organized company who are taking away from our profits, and we have every right to go after them. Right, absolutely. And this site has been around forever. I am shocked that they're only just now getting around to doing something about them. Discount Anime DVD has been one of the biggest problems of organized American flat-out bootlegging that's been going on. I remember even way back they were selling bootleg legs of you know the Funimation Pioneer releases, the original you know two seasons edited on DVDs. I, I even saw that stuff showing up in the stores. This is oh, I'm so glad they're taking these fuckers out. That's all I have to say about that. Let's move on to more Funimation things that make me slightly less irritated. Mary, tell me what's up with Funimation and next releases. Okay, well, shouldn't this be in the releases section? Uh, we're gonna talk about it, but this is uh, past more upcoming releases. Okay. It's like the they've future. announced releases. Gotcha. Okay. Well, some of these new announcements then are a double feature of DBZ's movies 7 and 9. Uh, doing some interesting numbering there. Uh, Dragon Ball GT Season 2. Uh, both of these are due to come out on February 10th, 2009. We got a link up uh, on the forum with box art and... Uh, so what are they doing with uh, that Broly there, uh, considering that that special Blu-ray disc already came out? Yeah, this is a really interesting thing. Before they started doing these Steel Pack double features, they did that special Broly Blu-ray, where they did DBZ movies 8 and 10, which are the first two of the three Broly movies. They just kind of put that out. And then they went back and they started doing all this remastered stuff, uh, the seasons and the movies are coming out now and the TV specials and stuff. So we know that the next Steel pack whatever is going to be movies seven and nine so now we're back to typical Funimation releasing things out of order and there's all sorts of arguments like rubble 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 well how dare they release things out of order that's just irritating now there's a like rubble 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 who cares it's just the Broly movies of course it makes sense to put them together Mary how do you feel I would prefer order I really think so too because part of this whole release system and style Funimation's been doing has been the whole all right we've said the word consistent in the past 
and we kind of lied to you. But now we're really, really, really truthfully, like, we're not kidding this time. We're going to do it consistently. We're going to do it properly. Like, we even did movies two and three in the proper order, not like one, three, two. We did one, two, three. How awesome is that? Well, it looks like they stopped at seven. Yeah, That's exactly. As far as <laughs> they got to seven, kind of like Goku. We can like, to seven. I don't know what comes next. Now, th- they're obviously going to hype up Broly because Vic Mignon is always out there at Collins hyping himself up. They can ride off at him with Broly. They can keep promoting Broly to the perpetual 12-year-olds out there. So it makes sense, but that is kind of weird and goes against what they've been doing. GT Season 2 cover art is Super Saiyan 4 Gogeta. Okay. Who's around for one episode. (laughs) Um... (laughs) Like half of the episode, if you will. Yeah, misleading marketing. Yeah. All right. So that's uh, upcoming Funimation stuff in 2009. We've got one more Funimation exclusive thing to mention here. And <laughs> this was hilarious that we saw. Julian, tell me about it. Yes. So when Funimation first announced their DBZ movie 7 and 9 collection. Wait, no, not 7 and 9? No, 5 and 6. Oh. Which, so, which are coming out soon. Okay. When Funimation put up an ad for their DBZ uh, movies 5 and 6 double feature, they kind of said that it was coming out on Blu-ray and HD DVD. Now, HD DVD, as you may recall, uh, was the other high-definition format for next-generation optical entertainment disc things. Um, <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> that, that explains it perfectly well. Move on. Uh, but HD DVD never quite got the same kind of market leverage as uh, Blu-ray did, and they basically acknowledged that they had lost the war and they're not making anything relating to it anymore. They're like the Betamax of the previous generation. They're the McCain. Previous previous generation, yeah. So, anyway... (laughs) See what I did there? Timely political humor. Um, Yes. Anyway... (laughs) <laughs> uh, so the fact that Funimation would be putting something out on HDTV is entirely strange. But it, as it turns out that they simply just made a mistake, it was later updated to note that it was indeed standard DVD and Blu-ray, not HD DVD. Right, which makes sense. All right, Mary, I'm going to take it over to you. We got some new video games that came out this week. And oh, boy, my favorite. All, <laughs> that's why I put it over to you. Oh, it all gem. ties together in this giant mass of new things that are going on. Two new games, which should probably be showing up maybe tomorrow, I think. All right, DBZ Infinite World for the PS2, and we have a link to the press release, as well as Dragon Ball Origins for the Nintendo DS, also with a link to a press release. Uh, it's important to note that Infinite World is coming out in Japan as a full-price game. Yeah, it's coming out there. Even for about- though you know it's not, it's not a made from the ground up right. kind of game, so exactly. to speak. So it's kind it's of a rip off there. Well, yeah, it makes sense for Japan. They'd release this full price. They get it for about $60, $60, which is standard for them. Uh, and we are getting it for 30 bucks, which is mm, a little more fair. Yeah, I'd considering say that's what pretty it is. fair. Right. All right. Uh, also, Atari finally has an official American website for the Origins game for the DS. Speaking of which, apparently there's a demo of it available on the Nintendo channel on the Wii. Uh, unfortunately, we haven't had any time to check this out yet. So maybe next week. We'll see. Well, we'll have the game by then. Like oh, I said, yeah. I, th- I think it's going to be showing up tomorrow. I got my Amazon Super oh, Saiyan I shipping. I didn't know you ordered it. Yeah, I got them coming Okay. In. But um, what's interesting is that we noted that Japan got the demo on the Nintendo, Minna no Nintendo channel. 
Um, and then that demo stopped when the game came out. Um, it'd be interesting to check and see if that demo is still up on the American Nintendo channel on the Wii, and like if it'll go past while the game is still out. But anyways, Julian, I'm going to turn this last quasi-video game thing over to you. Tell me what's going on. There's this new uh, game for Bondi's Let's TV Play uh, coming out on the 15th. Now, this is basically Bondi's low-rent sort of Wii ripoff that contains a single game per thing and um, uses motion sensing technology to quote-unquote interact and really feel like you're a part of the game. And um, they're kind of really expensive for what they offer, something like $80. Anyway, there's a new game coming out, and this one would happen to be, and I quote, Battle Taikan Gomu Gomu no Kamehameha, Ome no Koede Ora Oyobu, which translates to Battle Sensation Gum Gum Kamehameha. With your voice, you can call me up. Um, so, <laughs> I, I love how you say that. It's important to note that it's written as if Goku would be speaking it. Yes. Uh, and so, basically, this is a Dragon Ball Z One Piece crossover game where apparently you get to take control of Goku or Luffy using armband motion sensor thingamajigs. And so you <laughs> do, like, punches and stuff with your arms, but you can also use your voice. Apparently there's a microphone embedded where you get to either call out attacks, like the aforementioned Kamehameha or the Gum Gum Gatling Gun, and uh, you also, apparently, at certain points, get to call in Goku or Luffy and do a combo technique. Sweet! Mm, yeah, I don't know. It, if you're ten years old, but that, I kind of want to play it too. That, that's exactly who they're marketing this towards, and they're hoping to sell 100,000 units by March. Yeah, what is this PDF? Is this kind of like a retail sell sheet yeah, or something? it's like a um, marketing thing. It's going on sale this month on the 15th. It will be on store shelves everywhere, from department stores to toy stores to the toy stick of uh, major shopping centers. Um, it's retailing for 8,190 yen, which is a complete ripoff. But if you're seven years old, about, and you know you're in elementary school, you'll be the <laughs> or envy my of, Julian in the comfort you'll be the of the envy of all your classmates. <laughs> oh, I kind of want it. <laughs> oh, Mike. The problem with these things is um, they're not really quite video games, and I haven't seen Play Asia carry them. And these are the kind of things where, when sold on Amazon Japan, it's usually not Amazon Japan themselves that sell it. It's a kind of different independent seller, and they won't ship to the U.S. So I haven't been able to order any of the previous ones. I think there have been two or three previous Dragon Ball ones. I think there's a Naruto one, maybe some other One Piece ones as well, but haven't actually had the chance to get any of them myself. Ah. Yeppers. Well, we'll continue with video game-related things, but now we're getting into music. we got some new CDs coming out. One right on time for Christmas, and then one uh, at the beginning of January. Julian, Infinite World, new stuff. What's up? <clears throat> yes, so Infinite World has both the theme song single and the original soundtrack coming out soon. They will both be available from the usual suspects, PlayAsia and CD Japan. Now, the Infinite World main theme is coming out on Christmas of this year, and it's priced at a competitive 1143 yen, or, you know, right around $12. And it's got the both the opening and ending theme of Infinite World, as well as another English version of the opening theme. Now, this is very intriguing. And um, also, Mike, you told me that the name of the song cropped up somewhere, but I have not been able to find it. 
yet. Yeah, so. I don't know if I'm just making that up in my mind, but I could have sworn I saw it uh, listed somewhere. So if we don't have it for this particular episode of the podcast, we'll try to have it for next week. Yes. So well, hopefully we'll get a track list or something soon. Yes, we'll, we'll keep an eye on it. Um. Just a quick little update. The opening theme to Infinite World is titled Hikari no Sasumirai E. Now, the Infinite World original soundtrack is coming up on the 7th of January next year. Wow, it's going to be 2009 pretty soon, isn't it? I know. That's frightening. Uh, anyway, I'm getting older. Anyway, <laughs> this me is both. the soundtrack, written um, music written by Kenji Yamamoto, who's been involved in arranging and composing a lot of non-incidental Dragon Ball music since way, way back. And he's basically composed most of the actual video game music for years and years Equally and years long and years. Ago. Yes. <clears throat> and so this will probably have the themes on it too, but they will probably be the short versions. We don't know that for sure. There's just one more note on the outline here, Mike. Maybe this is for you, but uh, CD Japan's running an offer right now for a free 500 yen coupon for orders of 3,000 yen or more. So um, I guess if you do that sort of thing, you might as well put it to use. Yep, that's what I did. Uh, I was going to get these anyways. They're running a thing on the site where you just kind of put in your email address and they send you a coupon. And this is right around the perfect price points. If you want to pick up the CD single and the soundtrack, you just throw them together in one order. They'll take about five bucks off the price. Not too bad. Mary, I'm going to give you this next one because this is exciting for everyone throughout the world, not just for Japan. Yes, we finally get some, hopefully, insight on this entity. This entity? <laughs> what is this entity? The Jump Animator Special is going to be streamed online. Big stuff, and it's a good step in the right direction for sharing stuff with the masses. Welcome to the 20th fucking century, Toei. 20th? Yes. 20th. We like to travel back in time. We were streaming in the 20th. Anyway, Anime News Network reports, and we have a link to it. This year's 49th issue of Sueisha's Weeply... Weeply? Yes, I weep for it. (laughs) I weep for streaming. (laughs) Weekly Shonen Jump magazine has announced on Saturday that the Jumpland website will stream three of the anime specials. Dragon Ball, Tegami Bachi, and Romance Dawn which is the One Piece uh, one-shot, uh, that have been screened at this fall's Jump Super Anime Tour events. The free streaming will begin on November 24th, the day after the last stop on the tour. There are no indications on whether viewers outside Japan will be blocked by their internet protocol IP addresses. However, there is an English page on the Jumpland website with, like, character bios and a plot synopsis all completely written in English. In fluent English. Somebody in, I, obviously exactly. is a native speaker it's readable like it's coherent it's wonderful so this leads to all sort of discussions and hypothesis nonsense are they going to have it up exclusively in japanese are they going to have on this english page are they going to have it subtitled and there are rumblings maybe of could funimation already have their dirty little hands involved in this is there already dubbing going on we don't really know what's going on there's not a whole lot of confirmations coming out of that camp but it is a possibility and we know that the way things are going with the industry these days if the american companies really want to stay on top of things they need to get involved with this stuff as soon as possible. So, hey, who knows what's going to go on? We're going to find out on November 24th. That is not too long off. I am so psyched. Uh, regardless, Julian, you'll be able to watch it because you're in Japan. They're not going to block you. 
That's true. <laughs> Sweet, so you'll get to see it. And you know, as soon as something is online, even if they block IPs, someone's just going to download the Flash file and re-encode it. It'll be up like an hour later. So, you know, internet today, you'll be able to see it. There you go. We'll have a viewing party. It'll be wonderful. Woot. Nice. I'm kind of psyched to see Romance Dawn as well. Oh, I mean, yeah. That's kind of cool. Julian, there was, um, uh, this is slightly off topic, there was like a prototype OVA of One Piece done before the actual TV series with a That's different true. voice cast. Was that based on Romance Dawn or is that just an original story? It's a, an, an original story, but the character designs were drawn by Eiichiro Oda himself, so that was kind of cool to see. Gotcha. Uh, but it's just really weird hearing the characters that you're used to over, you know, 300 plus episodes. Right. With- what in your mind are the wrong voices but it (laughs) came out before the series so really there were no right voices at that point it was the first time they'd heard Luffy in English for all we know they could have thought it was perfect heard Luffy in English? well no 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 I mean hearing Luffy in voice Japanese yes (laughs) Um, were there two versions of Romance Dawn am I thinking of the right thing? Uh, yes there's two chapters well there's three chapters entitled Romance Dawn the first was one where um, it's very early on um, the story of Shanks is intact, but Luffy doesn't have his scar. The devil fruit thing isn't discussed. There's something called Peacemane and Morgania, which is really bizarre. And then there's a second version of Romance Dawn, which has a, a different plot. Um, Shanks is discarded, apparently, because the author wanted to keep him a secret for the eventual serialization. And instead, Luffy's grandfather makes an appearance, who eventually also got worked into One Piece. Uh, is that a spoiler? Anyway, I um, I did have not grandfather, but I did have something recently spoiled for me, which I probably would have pieced together on my own anyways. But I won't go any further. I'll just leave it at that. Well, well, let's say that Luffy does have a grandfather. Well, I would he, assume he, so. he was not born, you know, of a you know miraculous like a, conception. Okay. Yes. <laughs> anyway, uh, Luffy so is they're, Jesus. They're they're different. Um, they're different things from. One Piece, but they serve as kind of prototypes for the series, and eventually the first chapter of One Piece was entitled Romance Dawn. Was itself, right. Titled Romance so Dawn. All it, right. It's got a lot of importance to the early history of One Piece. Good deal. Well, Mary, I'm going to hand uh, some funny news over to you. Oh, I love this kind of shit. I we, mean, stuff. We've, we've had, like, Walmart stealing stories in the past. Which Anything are involving Dragon Ball and theft is, like, aces <laughs> in my we book. We eat this shit up. We love it. This one came to us from Anime News Network as well while we were out. So what's going on here? All right. The title, which I'm sold right away. Three arrested for stealing Dragon Ball vending machine. Well, <laughs> it's fucking yeah. You steal that machine. <laughs> The Mamoyama police station in the central Japanese prefecture of Shiga has arrested a man and two teenagers on October 22nd on suspicion of stealing Dragon Ball anime figures and the vending machine holding the figures. <laughs> that is my kind of heist. You can't get the figures. Fuck it. I'm taking the whole machine. According to the police investigation, Tatsuya Chio, a 21-year-old concrete construction worker from Shiga's Rito City, and two 16-year-old high school boys from the same city took a vending machine from outside a used bookstore in Mamayama on July 7th. Inside the machine were about 20 figures that sold for 200 yen, about 2 bucks each. The vending machine itself was worth about 14,000 yen, or... $140. Even though the bookstore had more than 10 vending machines stacked side by side, the suspects reportedly took just the machine with the Dragon Ball figures because they sell for high prices, quote unquote. <laughs> the police say that they identified Chio from the fingerprints that were found on the machine after it had been Don't. abandoned in a nearby park. So the guy has a half-assed plan. 
Wow. Fucking hey, awesome. What's that vending machine doing in a park? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that doesn't stick out like a sore thumb at all. Well, it sounds like they stole a, a gachapon machine, which is a bit small, smaller than right. some of the other things, but still. What's a 21-year-old doing hanging out with 16-year-olds? <laughs> I don't That's know. That's a good maybe, question. Maybe he was all depressed over the not getting to work on the Shinkansen station that got canceled in Rikto City, so he... Had to find something else to do. I I was gonna say like a certain someone he failed to sneak into the jump anime tour to see the special. <laughs> He had to go steal a machine. Yeah, but she goes like the you know the country backwater of Kansai. It's this is out- great because it's, it's just like the Walmart story. It's just like the fucking Hicks trying to steal the Dragon Ball DVDs. I mean, relatively what is wrong speaking, with these people. I, I mean, Shiga Prefecture. You basically have Lake Biwa and a oh, bunch Lake- of places around Biwa, Lake Biwa. Yeah. Nice. It's it's part of uh, JR's urban network, so you can get to more populous places easily enough, but, you know, there's not much to do in Shika Prefecture. Well, clearly you steal machines. Okay. Mary, I'm going to give you one more. Right stuff is selling cheap shit. I love it when they do that. So, yeah, cheap, uh, older Dragon Ball GT DVDs, uh, right stuff. You can find a lot of them for, uh, like, six ninety nine things like that. Yep, because we got those uh, not-quite-remastered GT season box sets coming out, just parts one and two. So it looks like right stuff is unloading a whole bunch. So if you have any holes in your collection you want to fill in for about uh, five or six or seven bucks, you can do that right there. The only last stuff we have for you is just what I call cover art galore. We have a whole lot of artwork for new things coming out. We talked about a few of these, but we got that Viz Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z manga box set stuff coming out on February 3rd. We have the art for the boxes there. We've got the art for DBZ TV Season 8 from Funimation. We've got their movies 7 and 9 art that we talked about in the GT Season 2 with Super Saiyan 4 Gogeta. And also we have Toei Pony Canyon's DBZ Movies 7 and 8, the R2 DVDs over at Jump Land. That is all of the news that's been going on for like the last two or three weeks. Lots of stuff. You know, every week from just kind of a week-to-week basis, it doesn't seem like we have a lot of news. Sometimes it seems, you know, we got five or six pieces. That's a lot. When you really go a couple weeks, it starts to stack up. And then, of course, we go away. That's when things like, oh, they're going to stream the special. That Huge news, of course. And Julian, you were saying that you were going to update. Yeah, but then Content I got it first and I figured, ah, screw it. <laughs> I remember Ruggio was talking about that as well on the uh, the Secret Wedding podcast, where we kind of go back and forth, where we're like, uh, kind of waiting to see, will the other one do it? All right, they did it. I don't need to do it now. That's fine. I'll just put up a link saying they did it. So I love that's how we work. It's amazing. It's such a laid back and wonderful time to be a Dragon Ball fan. Oh, all right, so that's the news. Julian, you're here with us. Yes. Before we get to emails, we're going to do some DBZ ABCs. <laughs> Julian, DBZ ABCs are up to ta. Yes, so I'm going to take something from the Jumpland special that that is um, hopefully oh, going perfect. to... perfect. Wonderful tie-in. So, this is a new character whose name is Taburu. Now, this is obviously a uh, second half of the pun from Vegeta. Vegetaburu, like vegetable. Only the romanization on the Jumpland website tells us his name is... Tarble? Okay, Tarble. sure, whatever. Um, but anyway... Well, well, t- hold on, tell me a little bit about, because you can throw in some R's there. Does it have to do with whether it's an elongated R? Because it is here, isn't it? It's It deals with the way uh, the Japanese romanizes, or not romanizes, the Japanese puts English into kana, because obviously Japanese as a language is fairly limited in the sounds that it can make. 
And so you, the way that they usually indicate uh, an R is to just write uh, a long ah sound. Okay, um, well that makes ra- sense. Rather then. like rather like English people, you know, Barclay and Darby and so and so forth. Gotcha. Um, uh, you know, but it, it gets really annoying because the things are sometimes counterintuitive. They don't take into account changes in pronunciation based on things like stress or the surrounding words. And it just uh, it just gets me because advertising stuff uses this kind of thing constantly. So even if you teach the kids correct pronunciation, they're bombarded on a daily basis with stuff that is completely wrong. And they kind of like the U.S. in Naruto. Oh God. So, yeah. <laughs> sorry, had to continue. Uh, so sorry, this is becoming a rant about my issues with English teaching. <laughs> about but language, anyway, that's fine. Um, yeah, but he is the spitting image of Vegeta, and it appears that he has a wife who is this weird sort of cream puff looking alien. It's thing. a surf bot for Mega Man. Okay, we'll go with that then. <laughs> but hmm, who could this person possibly be who has a name that's based on the same pun as Vegeta's and looks like Vegeta? We will see. We nice. will see. So for our purposes, we will spell it T-A-B-L-E, but we will not say table, we will say table. Table, in yes. Vegetable. <laughs> yes. Think of, um, what was it, French? Vegetable? There you go. There we are. Japanese borrows a lot from French. Mary, we took a class in college. What was it? Paris. It was uh, Paris and Tokyo. Paris, Tokyo, comparative history. It was like parallel how the two kind of borrowed culture from one another, sometimes knowing it, sometimes not knowing it, but it was kind of bizarre timing. You know, they they use the word maron for chestnut so much that a lot of Japanese people think it's English. That's I have to funny. To them, no, no, the word for kuri in English is chestnut. Maron is French. Nice. And in fact, most, most English speakers will look at you like you're crazy if you try to use that word. Righto. Well, thank you, Julian. We now know about table. Yes. And hopefully we'll all be seeing Tobble on November 24th. And uh, due to the power of the internet, I guarantee you, you will, uh, at least on the 25th. So okay. with ABCs done, let's do some releases. We've got a little bit of catching up to do with releases. We're not going to go all the way back to things we missed. We'll uh, cruise through this week and take you through November. So this week we had come out Dragon Ball DS on the Nintendo DS. Uh, It's an action-adventure game, kind of similar to Zelda. It's 30 bucks. GameStop, Amazon, all the various places. We also had Infinite World come out on the PlayStation 2. This is kind of a semi-upgraded expansion of Budokai 3 and a little bit of the Shin Budokai series. Uh, Dimps developed this. Atari brought it out over here for a nice half price. We got it for about 30 bucks. GameStop, Amazon, all the various things. You know all about this stuff. Apparently this week, and we are really out of the loop on this stuff, hardcover collector's editions of Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z Volumes 1 from Viz came out. These appear to be completely separate from the Viz Big uh, releases, which are the Omnibus 3-in-1s. These seem to fall in line with the Tonkobone of the graphic novels, where it's just the one volume. I know there's been some discussion on the forum. I just haven't had a chance to really check in and see what's going on with these, so look for more info on that in the future. Julian, the other thing on November 4th, tell me what this one was. Uh, oh, yes, the TV anime comics Dragon Ball Z Cell Game Arc Volume 2, which was 730 yen, and as we like to call it, Redundantly redundant. Yay, he said it. Thank yeah. you. This is describe it to me real quick because we haven't talked about it in a while. I think um, Huchio over on Constantai said the same thing. It was like, oh crap, they've had like one or two of these and we kind of forgot about them. So what are they? Yes, yeah, so they are comics made from 
stills from the anime of Dragon Ball Z, which in turn was adapted from the manga Dragon Ball. So you're you're reading an adaptation of an adaptation with something that was already in print to begin with. I'd liken it kind of it uh, to the novelization of a movie that was based on a novel. Like the novelization of the upcoming live-action Dragon Ball movie, which is in itself an adaptation of Let's Stop There. Yeah, I think I saw one of those for Planet of the Apes once. And like, oh, totally. Isn't that a book to begin with? That's hilarious. Written by a Frenchman, in fact. Mary, I'm going to take it over to you. we got some stuff on November 11th, the Tuesday, what we got. All right, it's a uh, double feature, again, that movie 5 and 6 double feature. Uh, remastered, widescreen, you know, all that good stuff, or bad stuff, depending on how you look at it. Uh, it's a $29.98 uh, retail price. You can pre-order it on Amazon for $18.99, or you can get it on Blu-ray for $34.98 MSRP, or you can pre-order it on Amazon for $24.95. Also coming out on the 11th is Dragon Ball Z Season 7 box set. And this is for about 50 bucks, but if you pre-order it on Amazon, it runs for about 34.99. This has been leaking out uh, pretty early to a lot of places. We have some threads on the forum, or at least one thread, talking about it. This is the Great Saiyaman and the initial 25th Tenkaichi Budokai stuff. So there he goes on that. Julian, over in Japan on the 14th. Yes, so Dragon Ball Z movie Region 2D. DVDs. This is the individual release, but for DBZ movies 7 and 8, they will be 2,800 yen each, or about, uh, let's say, $30. And they're um, available from the usual suspects if you're living in North America, say, CD Japan. Um, Yeah, so this is uh, getting up there. I mean, there's, what, five movies left, and then the special for the 10th anniversary, basically. Yeah, they're doing two a month over there in Japan. Good stuff. Mm. Hey, keep it going. 15th, one more day. We talked about this earlier. Yes. uh, So this is Dragon Ball Z and One Piece. Battle Taikan Gomu Gomu Kamehameha Ome no Koeda uh, it's just, yeah, let's TV play thing. I love Japanese. Yeah. Let's is to be followed by the base form of a verb. Not the infinitive, not the gerund, just the plain. Let's ah. playing. Mm, let's TV. Not, not the noun. Let's not exclamation noun. point, no space, play, space oh. TV. Oh, 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 making my job harder every day. That's Thank you, right. Mondai, for that. <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah. November 19th, we got some stuff over in Spain. They've got Dragon Ball GT Volume 7. This is a two-disc set, the way they've been doing those over there. It's going to be episodes 49 to 56, so they're closing in on the end of the series. We should be getting into the uh, the evil dragon stuffage here. Uh, 24.95 euros for this set here. ZonaDBD.com. Also on the same day, Dragon Ball Z Volume 27, also a two-disc set. This would be episodes 216 to 223. So what is that about? Yeah, so we're getting into the 25th Tenkaichi Budokai, moving on through the Babidi stuff going on there. Okay. Also 2495 euros and zone That takes care of things for November, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. So uh, wow. we'll leave the releases there and uh, we'll continue with them throughout the rest of the month. December's looking like a busy month as well, so... Uh, Save that money. You've got some Christmas presents to buy. Before we close out the episode, we are going to do a couple emails. First one here is an audio email from Haseo Wolf. So let's see what we got. This is Haseo Wolf from the DiZX forum, as well as other random places around the internet. 
but more well-known in real life as Randy Thompson in Minnesota. First off, hi there, Mike, Mary, Julian, Jeff, and any other ragtag Dizey Xers on the show. And also wanted to say congrats to Mike and Mr. Sex on getting hitched. Anyways, I had come up with a question for you guys after watching some abridged. When Son Goku is first killed by Piccolo, he arrives at Yama's palace to be judged before taking off on Snake Way. Why, when he is killed a second time by Cell, don't Goku, Kaiosama, and the like get sent to Yama's palace immediately upon death? Is Goku exempt after having already been judged while Kaiosama is just a god and doesn't have to go through such a thing? Or did Toriyama just forget about that rule of the Dragon Universe? Thanks for the great podcast, you guys, and lady, and keep up the good work. Julian, do you have any thoughts on this? Well, isn't it obvious? I mean, they all know that he's a good guy. Jeez. <laughs> I think he I certainly paid his dues. <laughs> You know, Emma's a busy guy. He's going to take any shortcut he can manage, right? Like Hisei Wolf said here, uh, Kaiosama probably doesn't have to go because, well, he's a god. He's kind of above this whole judging whether I'm going to heaven or hell. And maybe it's like um, not needing to by association combined with the fact that Goku's already gone through this process before. Though it's a good point. If you've died before and you come back, when you die again, do you have to go through the same process with Enma Dayo as well? Probably if if you're a normal person, but I mean, it's Goku. Come on. Ah, uh, good answer. Good answer. Mahogany. <laughs> Mahogany. <laughs> Mary, why don't you read the email here from Moonstone? Okay. They write, hey there, Daisenshu X crew. I'm an avid listener of the show and love the manga review of Awesome Miss most of all. It's great hearing what Jeff thinks as a newbie to the series before the cell arc. Along those lines, I heard in episode 149, Mike mentioned that Vegeta never uses Gallic spelling for the dub, gun after the collision with Goku's Kamehameha. Is this true? I swore he used it at some point in the series. With this, I bring up another question. What about Vegeta's other attacks? Does he use Final Flash ever again? Big Bang attack? GT aside, I think the games impressed this view onto me that the Gallic gun was Vegeta's trademark attack as much as the Kamehameha was to Goku. Keep up the phenomenal work and thanks in advance. Ah yes, the Gyadakuho, or Garlic Ho, whatever you want to call it. Vegeta is really interesting because he kind of has these three main named attacks in the series. The Yadako, the Big Bang attack, and the Final Flash. And what's so big about them is each time that he uses them, other than possibly the first one, he really goes through the process of announcing what the attack is and naming it and making sure we, we hear what he's saying about it and that he's naming it. <laughs> The TV series is a little strange because they do things like animate something that may or may not be a special attack, but because it's newly done for the TV series, the character may or may not actually speak aloud the name of the attack, and maybe it's from a different angle, and they color it differently, we don't really know. As far as I remember, each of these three attacks are really only used the one time. There is uh, one little exception, that's in DBZ Movie 6, Vegeta uses the Big Bang attack on Metal Kula. Other than that, Mary and Julian, can you remember any other instance where Vegeta, like, very noticeably uses these one of these three attacks again? I don't Not think really. so, but I'm bad at remembering stuff like attacks. One yeah. slight variation would be that 
Super Saiyan Vegito uses a variation of the Big Bang attack on Boo after he's absorbed, I think, Gohan and Gotenks or whatever. But it looks very different from the actual Big Bang attack. That's all I got. I mean, I, I hope that's an accurate and well-remembered answer, but we very well could be wrong. Thankfully, we have a forum full of wonderful people who remember a lot more than we do because they have more active minds and have read it more recently than we do. But we're we're getting through it. We're moving through the entire series. That's it for emails. Mary, yes. people want to send us questions, comments, anything they want to send us, anything at all. It doesn't have Dirty to be... Underwear? No dirty underwear. It oh, doesn't have to be a question for the yeah, please and thank you. It doesn't have to be a question for the show, any comments, anything they want to send. Where's it going? Goes to podcast at com. That's spelled P-O-D-C-A-S-T at D-A-I-Z-E-X dot com. That is absolutely correct. Thank you and so any much. monetary donations will go to Matsubara City in Osaka Prefecture. Care of, <laughs> oh, anyway. Oh, Julian, begging for money. I want to beg for money, too. Julian, I know that all you want to do is just buy the Let's TV Play or Let's Play TV. Oh, I just want money. <laughs> to put towards the Let's TV Play. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway. Uh, Julian, it's wonderful to talk to you again. We are back in the swing of podcasts, and how's it feel? Yes, we are. It feels good, like an old friend. Nice. Suntory whiskey. <laughs> I've I've been having the, I don't even know how to pronounce it, Singtao, because they were uh, out of Sapporo. So that's what <laughs> I've been doing for the episode here. Sapporo. Mary, let's get rid of you. Okay. It's been a joy to have you. It's been great to be back. We will see you next week. I actually don't know what we're going to do next week. Uh, we'll probably do first impressions on new video games, and then the week after that we'll do manga review, because there are schedules all over the place right now. Okay. But yeah. Fair so enough. we'll see you next week. Okay. Thank Bye-bye. you. Temple of Trunks? Yes, Temple of Trunks. www.templeotrunks.com. Thank you. Later. Bye. Julian, you and I, Dai Zen Shu EX. That's correct. And you can find us at http colon slash slash www.daizex.com. That's daizex.com. Thank you, man. So we'll talk to you, Mary, and you, Julian, next week. So, again, very special thanks to Hujio, Herms, and Desiree for doing the Secret Wedding Podcast. Check it out if you haven't already. This was episode 150 of the podcast. We are approaching our three-year anniversary within, like, two weeks or so, I think. I'm pretty sure it was November 19th, 2005. So in two weeks, we'll be at three years. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, that's that's really, um, whoa. That is really whoa. So I don't have any special plans. I guess we'll just be doing a manga review of awesomeness that week. It'll be any other awesome week for the show, just like every other awesome week for the show. So until then, for Mary over here. Hi. Bye. Bye. For Julian off in Japan. Bye. Bye-bye. I'll be seeing you in your dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That leaves me. Mike Vegito EX. Julian, wrap that shit up. Daisenshu EX Podcast. Konsu mo kiite kudasatte. Arigatou gozaimasu. Chikai mo o tanoshimi ni. Yousha ashirai ze. Itsuzoku daro ga. Kyodai daro ga. Shita mono ga. Kekishite yaru sa. Hey, Mike and Mary, it's Bryce. And it's Jefferson. And Alan. And Matt. And we just wanted to say... Congratulations! congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> and many more! <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, I think that worked out pretty well. <laughs> there we go. Oh, boy.